Hey, everybody. We appreciate you. We love you. We're praying for each and every one of you. We pray that all of you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Thank know you. that you guys yes. are probably still eating over. Hey, we want to bless you guys with something. Eating over. My girl, well, Cass, <laughs> I messed it up. That you guys are still eating Left the leftovers. Mm, okay. All right, because okay. y'all know my girl. She wants me to always be correct. All right, we want to bless you guys with something. Uh, Pastor Cheney and I had the opportunity uh, to minister for a virtual convocation, uh, Numa Life Fellowship. Mm -hmm. And uh, can I tell you something? You guys are going to be so proud of Pastor Cheney. She blazed the joint. Uh, both of us had an opportunity to be a part of this convocation uh, with presiding Bishop Robert Lyons, Jr. You know, that's and, uh, very awkward when you do that. Don't do that. She bleeds the joint. Don't do that. That makes me feel weird. So, guys, she has a problem with honor. <laughs> no, right? I don't. You Just can't tell it. me how to talk about my wife. It makes me be like. Okay, you'll be fine. You'll be okay. Just live with it. And so, um, for the next couple of weeks, man, you guys are going to see these videos of us, virtual videos, man. Baby, what did you talk about? I talked about overcoming fear while you're on your journey to wholeness. On your journey to wholeness. And I'm going to be talking about how do you evangelize in a cancel culture. I believe that these two virtual videos that you guys are going to see are going to bless you. Uh, you're going to enjoy them and remember that your life matters, Jesus matters, and worship matters and all the time. And I was able to put on a skirt and some shoes. I was very excited about that. <laughs> hey, take some time and enjoy these next two weeks. We love you. And remember that it's all about Jesus in this season. We love you. Have a great day. Peace. Hey everybody, we love you so much. Hey, we create those relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place to God. My assignment on this evening uh, is to simply talk about evangelism in a world where we use that term cancel culture. When we think about it, I asked my niece that uh, moments ago. What, what do you think about that when you hear that? She says it's when the entire community comes together and they confront you by letting you know that they disagree with what you're doing. They disagree, they stand in confirmation and unity and letting you know that whatever you're doing through action, deed or word, that you're not being accepted in the community. I simply wanna talk about this today. How do we develop a spirit of evangelism that will draw others to become whole in their journey? the journey to hold. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this divine moment in the word of God, that you've given us this opportunity to minister on tonight, oh God, to speak to lives, oh God, to talk to this cancel culture, society, this community, oh God. Father God, how do we draw them in? You said that if you be lifted up, that you will draw them unto you, Father God. So Father, we thank you. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight. It is our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're just really excited today. I want you to go right into your Bibles today. I want you to turn uh, with me to the chapter uh, Matthew 16. We're going to start right at verse number 24. Again, we're going to be talking the journey to home. 
How do we evangelize in a cancer culture society? A world that says that whatever you say, they can come against you and disagree with you. They invade your Facebook, your Instagram, they protest, all types of things that, that we see on TV right now. How do we evangelize in a world that will allow us to kind of shift this culture? How can we shift this culture to the church? where we teach people how to become disciples of Christ. I truly believe that in this season that God is looking for a generation that will be able to sacrifice themselves for a season of evangelism. How do we reach them? It says here in chapter 16, the book of Matthew, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, I'm reading out of the Amplified, If anyone wishes to follow me, as my disciples, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interest, and take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living and, if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. I wanna read that again. How do we evangelize? How do we speak to a cancer culture generation that only sees it through Facebook, they only see it through Instagram, TikTok, whatever it may be? How, how can we translate this moment of becoming disciples of Christ where young people are able to evangelize, they're able to express themselves through the word of God. He says, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciples, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests and take up his cross, expressing willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example, and living and if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith. That This third time as I read it, I want you to really hear this. Our generation is hurting right now. Young people are running here and there, and we're in a season of voting. We're in a season of an election. We're, we're, we're in a season where, 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 where young people are seeing uh, their loved ones be killed. They're seeing their peers being killed every day. How do we evangelize in a season where the cancer culture says, we can cancel you out? Hallelujah. We're going to come against anything that's negative and we're going to come against those those voices that that don't want to hear us uh, against social injustice and and against those places where young African-American men are being killed unjustly, where we can now see where there were no charges brought in the life and the death of Breonna Taylor. And, and now a community's coming out and they're calling out so many people. They're calling out our judicial system. They're calling out the attorney general. How do we get them to a point to where they can understand that if we can make them disciples of Christ, if we can make them the true disciples of Christ, that there are some things that we need to follow. He says to his disciples and even to the crowds, if anyone wishes to follow after me and, and to become my disciples, number one, you must deny yourself. You must set aside selfish interests and take up your cross, number two, expressing a willingness 
to endure whatever may come. And number three, and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living and if need be suffering or perhaps that you may even give your life because of your faith in me. I simply want to talk about today, what does it take? What does it take to make the shift? Number one, we've got to win them from where they are. We've got to go into all the world, as, as it says over there, the, the Great Commission. Uh, uh, go ye into all the world, baptizing and teaching them. We, we've got to go after them first if we want them to become disciples. I believe Jesus says that, that for me to make you my disciple, I've got to come to where you are. You've got to see my example. You've got to see the reflection on my life. You've got to see certain things happen in my life. If we want to establish this foundation on this evening, uh, wherever it may be, if we want to establish it, we've got to find them. We've got to find that lost generation that has a call upon their life for the word of God to be spoken. How? We've got to grab them. We've got to allow them to come as they are. We've got to allow them to understand that the doors of the church are open. But once we grab them, hallelujah, once we get them saved, once we can, once we can get them to commit to allowing Jesus Christ to be their Savior and their Lord, then we want to teach them and disciple them. I think the mistake that the church has made is that we're trying to disciple people that we've not won. We're trying to conform people to the example of Christ that we have not gained the attention of, that we've not gained the respect of, that we've not gained their ear. They only see us, but they don't hear us. Come on now. Uh, they only hear us, but they really don't follow our lead and because they don't follow our lead they're not coming to where we are and because they're not coming into the church I believe that the doors of the church are open for the church to go outside of the open door so that we can win them to Christ when we win them to Christ we can bring them back through the open doors and we can teach them how to be true disciples of Christ in this season of evangelism it's going to look very different I know that you see me in my clergy apparel on today and you see me doing that on today but here it is every day it might not be like that it might not be like that for you it might be like that for another person but God wants to use us to go outside of the doors of the church to reach this culture. How are we going to win them? We're going to win them by showing that we love them. We're going to win them by sitting at the tables with them and listening to them and hearing the cry of their heart. And after we hear the cry of their heart, we want to present them the best solution that they can ever have, which is Jesus Christ. We want to allow them to come to Jesus as they are. But when we get them into here, we want to disciple them and teach them what it is to give their life for something that they like for to in giving their life for something that they have been called to they might be politicians might be doctors might be the next lawyer the might be the next prosecutor the attorney general whatever it may be we want to disciple them and teaching them what it takes to really live in society when we think about it Jesus says to his disciples they were with him
but they really didn't understand the cost. I believe that this generation is with us, but they don't understand the cost. The cost of what it means to vote. The cost of what it means when you don't vote. The cost of what it means when you prepare your census. The, the cost of what it means in your community to have education reform, financial reform, places where young children can go and learn trades. They can learn how to become carpenters, plumbers. They can learn how to become painters. Uh, uh, we can teach them how to get to college but not everybody's going to go to college and be a doctor not everybody's going to get a scholarship and make it to college and, and get to the NBA not everybody's going to make it in baseball and football but we do have a community that we can reach that will be able to give back Jesus says to his disciples if anyone wishes to follow me it must be a wish come on now we've got to incite the wish for this generation to become disciples of Christ we we've got to make it exciting for them we've got to make an appeal that will reach them right where they are the drug dealer we got to reach him on the corner come on now come on now y'all ain't hear what I'm saying uh, that God is just sitting in this house and he's playing video games we've got to be able to reach them right where they are through the video game come on now in the store buying their Jordan standing in line getting the new iPhone we've got to make Jesus that that place where they can see that I can hold my iPhone and have Jesus at the same time. Come on, I can be playing my new PlayStation, my new PS5 that's coming out real soon, and I can have Jesus sitting right next to me. Come on, I can kick it with my boys and still have Jesus right next to me. He says, if anyone wishes to follow me, we've got to set these three principles in place in this generation. And I really want to get here real quickly. Three principles, denial, bearing the cross, and learning how to follow. He says, if anyone wishes to follow me, they must deny themselves. They must learn how to bear their cross and that they must learn how to follow me. Number one, if we want to transition evangelism, if, if we want to, if we want to juxtapose and we want to bring both together and we want to bring both a cancel culture and evangelism into one place, we've got to win them by teaching them what it is to deny themselves of their own self-interest. Come on now. Jesus says that if you wish to follow me, you cannot be selfish for yourself. You've got to be selfish enough that you're able to deny what you love the most. You guys hear me say that all the time. You've got to be able to deny some important things in your life that will cause you to be pulled away from the lifestyle that Jesus Christ has called you to. You've got to be able to deny yourself the moments of losing your temper when you should be keeping your temper. You've got to be able, we've got to teach them how to deny themselves the pleasures of this world. What is it for the man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? You, you have the right policy. You, you got the right protest, but you're not denying yourself enough to understand that you cannot gain the whole world and still lose the community. We cannot get new policies and we still lose our children and we still use, uh, lose young ladies to pregnancy and lose young men to incarceration. What is it to gain the whole world? 
world, but you lose your soul. The only way that you do that is you learn how to deny yourself. We've got to teach them what it is to deny. Jesus says that if you want to follow me, church, if, if you want to be my disciple, I need you to deny yourself. No, no, no. If you wish to follow me, come on now, the scripture says here, anyone who wishes, come on now, that means that discipleship is a choice that you make. Come on now. We've got to give them the choice to make for themselves. Come on now. You can't follow like grandmama did. You can't deny like granddaddy did. You can't deny like Pastor G is doing it. No, if anyone wishes to follow me, that's why we've got to make it plain and transparent that your wish to be saved, come on now, is a personal wish. Your, your wish to be like Christ is a personal wish. Anyone who wishes to follow after me must deny himself. I, I like what the Amplified says, set aside selfish interests. I'm not talking about that you cannot ever enjoy life again. I'm not talking about that we got to teach them that when they come to church and, you know, they got to be dressed a certain way. And if they got tattoos, they can't be in here. And if they smell like weed and marijuana and all of that. No, 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 no. We want them to come as they are and allow the spirit of God to change them and to convict them that they are able to deny what has been keeping them from their call. Come on now, denial is something that we must accept in life. Denial is very hard. What are you talking about? I can give you this example. Uh, I'm juicing right now and really trying to get this weight off of me and I've got to deny myself um, M&Ms. Come on now, I've got to deny myself eating those chocolate chip cookies. Come on now, I've got to deny myself going down to seize wings and getting them wings every Wednesday. Come on now, if I'm going to eat wings, I've got to maybe eat them, maybe once a month or something like that or you know every now and then but if I want to lose this weight and I really want to be healthy and I really want to be fit for the next generation to be with my wife for the next 50 years to see my granddaughter and to see my children uh, live out their dreams that means that I have to deny myself the selfly pleasures that fulfill my carnal side Come on now, uh, when I'm talking about juicing, man, I'm trying not to eat during the day and making sure that I'm drinking and making sure I'm taking the right stuff. Why? Because I want to be healthy. I've got to deny myself the habit of eating wrong. And I don't want to even say eating wrong, but eating things that will limit my ability to become a follower of healthy eating. Did you see that? All right. He says, deny yourself. But then he says, you've got to take up your cross. You've got to be able and we've got to teach this next generation. If we're going to shift them into the next place, if we're if we're going to allow them to have a voice, if we're looking to raise up the next Martin Luther King, the next Malcolm X, the, the next W.E. Du Bois, that 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 next leader. Come on now. That next Fannie Lou Hamer. Come on now. If we're looking to raise up the next Barack Obama, we've got to teach them how to to bear their own cross. What do you mean, Pastor G? When you what do you mean, Bishop, when you when you say bear their own cross? Now you've got to be able to bear the assignment that is placed in your life. They have a strong voice, they have a strong call. But when we look at this cancer culture society and we look at this generation, they quit when it gets too hard. They quit when it doesn't go their way. They quit when they don't get the answers that they believe that they should get. But when you learn how to bear your 
cross. You will endure persecution. You will endure suffering. You will endure the hardships of doors being shut in your face. You will learn how to endure rejection. You'll learn how to climb the mountains of abandonment. You will learn how to get through when things are just not working, when it seems impossible. We'll teach them that they serve a God that is possible. It's impossible to please God without faith. Come on now. You can't just have faith, but you got to know how to work your faith. You've got to believe in faith. You've got to believe in what God has called you to do in this season of a cancer culture era. We've got to teach them what it is to deny themselves. We've got to teach them what it is to bear a cross. And in bearing a cross, you might lose some peers along the way. You might lose some family along the way. You might lose some money along the way. You might lose some of your time along the way. But you've got to be able to deny yourself pleasures that will cause you to become lackadaisical and slothful. You've got to be able to bear your cross when it's raining and it's hard and it's difficult. You've got to be able to bear the cross. Why? Because bearing your cross allows you to become a true follower of Jesus Christ. He says, deny yourself the self-interest. He says, but take up your own cross. Take up your own cross, understanding that as you take up your own cross, give yourself daily examination and understand that I'm bearing it not just for myself, that I'm bearing it for the next generation. I'm bearing it for my brother that's on this side. I'm bearing it for my sister. I'm bearing the legacy of my grandmother and my father. I'm bearing an assignment that is going to change a generation. If we're going to shift our model of evangelism, it cannot be a model that just says church only. We've got to think about business. We've got to think about entrepreneurship. We've got to think about all of the things that young people are excited to do. We've got to teach them marketplace values. We've got to teach them how to own their own businesses. But in doing that, he says that after you bear your cross, you got to learn how to follow me by looking at my example. Come on now. When I think of that, I think of my father. My father is my example. Come on now. I watched him deny himself the pleasures of his own life. Come on now. I watched him bear his own cross and allow people to laugh at him and talk about him. But I watched him become a true follower of Jesus Christ. What does it mean? He gained the reflection of Jesus Christ. He gave his life. Come on now. He died for others. He served when he was being persecuted. Come on now. When he was being laughed at, he gave his life. Jesus gave his only begotten son so that the entire world could be saved. Come on now. He says, learn how to follow me. And perhaps in learning my example, you might want to step back a little bit and say, following Jesus is not always glorious. It's not always happy. There's going to be some suffering. There's going to be some persecution. There's going to be some disappointment. There's going to be some rainy days. There's going to be some cloudy days. There, there's going to be mountains and valleys. There, there's going to be ups and downs. But when you learn how to follow him, you understand that when you give your life to him, you can never take it back. How do we shift it? We've got to reach them. We've got to go ye into all the world, 
baptizing and teaching them the commandments of our forefathers. We've got to give the testimony of our own struggle. We've got to talk about how we failed at family. We've got to talk about how we failed at church. We've got to talk about how we failed at not being a true example of Jesus Christ in the earth because we only love certain people that love us. And if it doesn't look like us, then we send them to hell. No, 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 no. We've got to be able to reach a culture that is hurting and broken by saying, that we want to hear, that we want to listen, and that we care. I want you to lift your hands. And I really want you to receive this right now. It is our job to shift the model of virtual evangelism. God has given you a unique, witty idea to reach young people. Come on now. There's no excuse in this season. How do we reach them? We reach them by teaching them how to deny themselves. We reach them and we infuse them in what it is to bear your cross. If you've been assigned to be a politician, then that's all we need you to do is to reflect the example of serving others, keeping a good name, keeping good character, keeping a balance between good and evil, knowing right from wrong, knowing that you should not hang out with this crowd because this crowd is going to damage your image because we are made in the image and the likeness of Christ. So Father, as we pray tonight, this is our prayer. Our prayer is that you will cause us as a church, men of God, fathers, mothers, brothers, aunties and uncles, to see this generation as the next generation, as the next generation that will lead us beyond the promised land. They will cause the next generation to prosper, that we will release the mantles now, and that we will give them the seats of authority and dominion in their generation, that they're able to become true followers and disciples of Christ. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you in Jesus' name that as we have given this lesson on tonight, that lives will be changed. Lives will be delivered. The journey to whole, that broken families, broken sons and daughters will be restored back to their purpose because we understand that when we become true disciples of Christ, that it makes our life whole. We love you, appreciate you. We thank you for this moment. We create those relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place through the spirit of worship, where families are able to live, to grow, and to prosper by being disciples of Christ. Deny, take up your cross, and follow him. This is our prayer. May the Lord God bless and keep you. Grace and peace. Amen. Peace.